Three, Three two, two, one. one. Bubbles. Okay. Nice. I still feel bubbles on my upper lip. <laughs> I was going to say chicken. I was like, no, I can't say chicken. <laughs> I say chicken. <laughs> chicken. Chicken, everybody. <laughs> Chai there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Julia, I have a story for you. Oh, okay. I love stories. So I was at the store last week and this really sweet cashier asked me if I wanted to condense my milk with my other groceries down into a bag. Uh-huh. I told her it was fine to just leave the milk in the jug. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Do you know how much work it takes to get the word sweet condensed and milk into one joke? I'm very impressed. Thank you. Good job. Thank you very much. So anyway, today we're going to talk about T. Tarek. Ooh! Yeah, which we mentioned before, but right, it's time to get into the juicy stuff. I like that. But before we do that, how you brewing for the fourth time today? <laughs> <laughs> I am brewing great. I am highly caffeinated at the moment because I've had mm. like four different drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> including a sip of uh, what we're trying today, but we'll get into that later. Yes. Um, I am slowly preparing to go visit Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. I'm very excited to go back there for the second time in my life, but I am not going to the same location that I've been to before. Mm. So a little humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we were in Europe, I went to Rome, Venice, Pompeii. Uh, Pisa. I think that was it. Oh, um, just that. Just that. <laughs> just that. Now we went to some other countries, but that's not important. Uh-huh. Last time we went there, we backpacked for two weeks as a graduation present to me and my brother for graduating high school. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Because we knew that our family was going to kind of go separate ways and do do our own things. I'd be leaving for college soon and it was a it was one way to say, all right, we still have our fr- flying privileges. Let's go somewhere cool while we're economically stable for once. Uh-huh. Um, this year we are going to Chiquitera. Chiquitera? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chiquitera, Italy, which hmm. is very colorful. It's got like painted houses and it's on the mountainside on the sea. How do you spell it? It's on uh it's spelled C-H-I-Q-U-E-T-E-R-E. All right. Um, Ooh. Or it's also spelled C-I-N-Q-U-E-T-E-R-R-E. Depends on who you ask to spell it. Have you watched Luca? I have. All right. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yes, I am. I'm very excited. It's on the northern uh, panhandle of Italy, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to be staying there for a week. Awesome. Which is very exciting because we didn't get to do that last time because we spent the entire week traveling up Italy. So we only got to stay uh-huh. in each city for like a day or two. Right. And Pisa just for the evening. So like we didn't even stay in Pisa long. Mm-hmm. 
just saw the tower and left. (laughs) (laughs) Pisa's very small. We ate at like a little outdoor cafe for dinner and then we headed to Austria. Oh, all right. But uh, we're going to be headed to Chiquitera and we're going to be backpacking again. So my family specifically does backpacks only when we go out of the country Mm -hmm. because it's easier to travel. You keep all your stuff together. You're less likely to get stolen from. And it's just easier to travel when you only have a backpack. Yeah, that's fair. And when you travel as a family of four, that's all you need. Yeah. So very excited to go over there. I'm a little nervous. Uh, uh, I don't really know why. Just traveling out of country can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, I could see that. It's a lot that goes on and you got to, I don't know, there's a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. And I need to do more research on the area to make sure it's like completely safe. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to know what we're going to do because I have absolutely no idea what we're doing. I'm sure your parents have something planned. Yeah. My parents are like, let's go on vacation. I was like, where are y'all going? Italy. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I get to come, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were going to go to Italy without me. Oh. I was like, wait, I want to come. Just means I might not be coming up for Christmas. Yeah. We'll discuss that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I'm brewing pretty well. How are you brewing? Nice. I'm also brewing pretty well. I okay. Uh, oh, first of all, I was gonna say since you said the last time I was in Europe, the last time I was in Europe was in a past life as a scholar. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Um, but I so I have also been in a dorky way kind of traveling to a desert planet. <laughs> all the rackets because I have gone wholeheartedly down the dune obsession trail you really have and it's adorable i'm really committed to it (laughs) we're not we're not dropping this one anytime soon i don't think it's Um, really cool i really like it like i happened to watch the movie because it was on hbo max and i was i finally had time to sit down and watch something i'd be like i've been meaning to watch dune so i watched it and then i was like wow okay i need i need more so then i listened to the 21 hour audiobook and then i started researching like the history of dune because it's an old sci-fi novel mm-hmm. and i don't know if you can call it a novel at like 800 something pages but an old sci-fi book okay um yeah and then i'm now just there i own the first three which are the original trilogy which might be all that i read mm-hmm. i'm about a third of the way into the second book and and we're going strong Nice. I'm keenly watching the casting for Dune 2. And we're going from there. <laughs> That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% on board with you with that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm slowly going to coerce everybody else into joining me. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I started reading it and I barely read. So. Mm-hmm. And you like it so far. I do. I got a whole chapter in, minus a page, because I uh, Mike woke up. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the point. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Also, um, another thing I've been doing is working on your anniversary present. Oh! And I'm really excited now that I figured out what I'm doing because we're on the year of leather, which is difficult to work with when you don't have experience with it. So I I had an idea and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Yeah. I have an idea and I need to find the materials and it's going to be probably difficult to find. So we're working on it. Yeah. (laughs) I need to go to Joanne's probably. They probably have something if not you might be able to order it through them oh that's a good idea and be I like hey that. i need help hey by the way i have hey. this and i need that and they're like great <laughs> <laughs> cool uh did i tell you we're getting a joann's 
No, where is it? Where AC Moore used to be. Oh. Where Spirit Halloween was this past year. They are turning it into a Joanne's. Neat. Uh huh. Or as I sent in that one Snapchat, Pirate Halloween, because the S was out. Right. <laughs> Pirate Halloween. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. So, but yeah, that's how I'm brewing. Nice. Okay. I also have an interesting quickfire question for today. Okay. Of all of the things that we have added to teas and coffees so far and drinks that we've tried for the podcast, which one is the weirdest Uh, to you? The weirdest? Into food Mm -hmm. and drink or just coffees and teas? Uh, Mostly coffees and teas, but I could make an exception if you need me to. Um, Or if you can't think of a weird... In, as in strange, think of weird as in outside of what you would have had otherwise. I think the weirdest one that I've had so far was the dandelion tea. Mm. That was the weirdest tea that I would have tried. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing I've added, though, would probably be lavender or the rose petals. Yeah. I didn't like the rose petals and the lavender was eh. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is that I love the dandelion, but because it tasted like corn for me. Mmm, corn. <laughs> corn. Corn. I actually was also going to say the lavender syrup. Yeah. It was just like, it was just out of the norm for me. I didn't even know that was a thing that I could make. So mm-hmm. But it turned out pretty good. The easiest thing I've made was the mocha sauce. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> easiest thing has just been like frothing milk. Yeah. And putting it in there or steaming milk rather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so okay. are you ready to talk about Tetarek? Yes. All right. So what is Tetarek? I have no idea. Well, it is typically and traditionally black tea, mostly like Assam or something else that you would find in that Asian Pacific area of the world, sweetened condensed milk, and that's it. Oh. And just... And the reason it's tetarex or tetarex specifically is because you pull it to give it extra frothiness and extra flavor as you make it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. But it's nice and simple. That's a nice texture, though. I really like that. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. It's like a, like, I know you kind of pull the chai, too, but it Mm -hmm. feels, it feels lighter than the chai. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tetarex literally translates to pulled tea in English. The original language is Malay, which I'll talk more about in a little bit. Okay. Um, And depending on where you go, what website you go to, you might get a different answer for where it comes from originally. Okay. Most places say Malaysia, but there is some argument that it could also be from Singapore. Huh. And I'll explain more later. Okay. <laughs> but... It is a drink that you tend to see at stalls, also called sarabats, throughout the Malaysian Peninsula, China, India, and other parts of Southeast Asia. Oh, cool. And because every stall kind of has their own unique flavor, their own recipe, everything, every stall you can end up having a slightly different drink that is still technically tea terek. Hmm. As long as it's black tea that's pulled with sweetened condensed milk? Yep. Oh, nice. You can add different spices. You can just pull it longer or shorter or in a different way. All that kind of stuff. So what I ha- made may technically be fine. Yeah, it still qualifies. Okay. You just don't like it. <laughs> I just didn't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
and you typically serve it hot because the iced version has a different name. Oh. So it's Tay-A's instead of Tay-Tarek, which literally means iced tea. Nice. Mm -hmm. So for our recipe, what we did was we got, well, I have my decaf Earl Grey because that's the only decaf black coffee I can get my hands on. I got Bigelow, B-I-G-E-L-O-W, Bigelow, Bigelow, uh, and it's called Constant Comment Black Tea, Mm -hmm. and it said black tea, and I was like, ah, plain black tea, and then it said, with a secret recipe of orange rind and sweet spices, and I was like, ah, crap. Ah, Next time, we'll make it with regular black tea and see if you like it more like you did the first time. Yeah, I should have made it with like an English breakfast. Yeah, it's all good. We'll come back to it. Okay. Um, but so anyway, you steep your black tea really strongly. So we did about two tea bags per eight ounces of water. Mm-hmm. And then you add two tablespoons of sweetened condensed milk to that, mix it up real good, and you just keep pulling it till you feel like you've pulled enough. Nice. I think I did about five times. Or until you pull something. One of the two. Well, maybe don't take it that far. That's not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll try it. Dink. Dink. (coughs) Spicy. Mm. I like it. It's fine. I have foam on my upper lip. (laughs) Do you not like it or do you not like the tea that you bought? I don't like the tea that I bought. Uh. Oh, it's spices. Mm. There's definitely cloves mm-hmm. in this. Mm. That's unfortunate. I think I'm going to trade this in and just give it to Mike and drink some water. All right. Sounds good. So, are you ready for the history? I am. Because we're going on an adventure. I love adventures. It sounds like a complicated one. A <laughs> little bit. Okay. So. I started with the region because I wanted to understand the history of the region to figure out why it's so difficult to pinpoint where this tea came from. Mm-hmm. So I, a couple places had referenced old Malay, Malaya rather, old Malaya. Okay. So I Googled old Malaya. I found oldmalaya.com. I'm like, oh, cool. It's going to have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. No, it's a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> so what kind of food was it? It's a dining destination. It's like traditional old Malaya like cuisine. But they didn't talk about the history at all. There wasn't even oh. like a, an about old Malaya page. It was just oh. like book a reservation. And I'm like, no, thank you. I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I went to Al Jazeera because okay. they had an extensive background, which was helpful. Old Malaya, which is located on the... The peninsula that is hanging off basically underneath where China is. Okay. It's believed that humans have been on that peninsula for as long as 40,000 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Populations on the peninsula have been trading with their neighbors like China, India, all that kind of stuff since 100 BC. Okay. So as you can imagine, those cultures have been mingling for a long, long time. Yeah. They became, a, um, old, Malay, old Malaya specifically became a stronger influence on trade between China and India because they had to go around the sea routes between China and India when the Mongols started to take over northern and east and western China. 
mm-hmm. and they started limiting Silk Road, so they had to go around. And old Malaya was like, da, 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 I'm here now. <laughs> 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 then, as as per usual, colonialism. Of course. So, Portugal showed up in the 1500s, and the Dutch East India Company showed up in the 1640s. Mm-hmm. At that point, Chinese, Indian, and Arab immigrants also started to flood in to take advantage of mining and other lucrative business opportunities. Okay. So you go from having, you know, like populations for thousands and thousands of years, you start to trade with populations immediately around you. And then over the course of a couple centuries, you get completely overwhelmed with a whole bunch of populations coming from a whole bunch of places. Oh, that's good. Which, in the grand scheme of things, a century sounds long, but compared to 40,000 years of history, it's a little bit much. hmm So, once we got into the 1700s and 1800s, Britain decided they wanted in on the party. As always. As per usual. So, typical of the Britain way, they wiggled their way onto the peninsula <laughs> by making an Anglo-Dutch treaty regarding territory boundaries. Okay. So, England created the Federated Malay States. And this is when we start to get distinctly on paper, we have moved out of Old Malaya and we now have an actual state established by the British government. Oh, well, thank you, British government. <laughs> Thanks. This lasts from the 1800s all the way into World War II. Wow. Yeah. And in World War II, uh, the region got an economic boom for all of the mining and the other businesses like rubber, that kind of material-based export. They use all of that material in the war. So they are just like pumping it out. Yeah. While Nestle's over there pumping out coffee bricks, we're pumping out this. And I have in my notes, war. What is it good for? The economy. The economy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, the downside is in World War II, Japan decided they wanted to get in on the melee action. Malay. Was this really the best time for them to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, they meleeed Malay. <laughs> um, so Japan actually took over the almost the entire peninsula for a while oh i did i remember that Mm -hmm. and um they escalated tensions between chinese indian and malaysian citizens Mm -hmm. to the point of genocide oh yeah Uh uh-oh so we had an economic boom and then japan shows up and is just like wouldn't this be fun (laughs) no japan no it's not fun oh please stop so after the end of the war And, you know, we kick Japan back out again. Things start to settle a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1946, the United Malays National Organization, UMNO is how I'm going to say it. UMNO. UMNO. (laughs) It's U-M-N-O. It's founded by An bin Jafar, chief minister of Johor. And that's a, they are a nationalist group that starts to seek independence from Britain, but will only tolerate a state dominated by ethnic Malays. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the tensions continue. Mm-hmm. They finally gained their independence in 1957 as Malaysia. Okay. Singapore becomes its own separate country in 1965. Okay. Did I say 1957 a second ago? 
Yeah. Okay. I think so. So yeah, so Malaysia becomes a country in 1957, and Singapore becomes a country almost a decade later in 1965. Okay. But there is still a lot of tension in this area, and it's not always pretty. Okay. Some fun facts about the Malaysian Peninsula, because I didn't know very much about it prior to this. Mm Mm-hmm. Britannica says, politically, the peninsula comprises the far southeastern portion of Myanmar, Burma, the southwestern section of Thailand, peninsular or West Malaysia, and Singapore. So we got a whole little chunks of states. Yeah. It is also, fun fact, the southernmost continental part of Asia. Oh. It goes further down than India. Wow. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that. Um. And I actually, I looked it up on a map because I didn't have a clear idea of where it is. The way I described it was kind of hangs off the bottom of China, directly east of India, inserts itself into Indonesia. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes down far enough that, you know, Indonesia is kind of like around it. Yeah. So it's just working its way down in there. Like, I know where Singapore is. Mm-hmm. That's on the peninsula. Okay. Malay- Malaysia is kind of like the other side of Singapore. If that makes sense? Yeah. I'm going to include a map for all of our listeners in the Instagram. We appreciate it. I was answering for them. (laughs) Thanks, listeners. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't realize that all of that was not Singapore. Yeah, yeah. That's what, like, I knew that it was Mm there-ish. But I couldn't tell you, like, what countries were where between India and China. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, all this to say, the whole area has a very interesting ethnic history that I'm not going to pretend I know enough about to explain it, except mm-hmm. that I highly recommend everyone checks it out because it's really interesting to read about. Okay. Yes. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more I research it, the more I realize I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to. So this is a very general overview i think it's very humbling and i appreciate the effort because <laughs> i'm like i'm not going to misspeak if i can help it right so with all of that in mind where does t Tarek come from okay and i got a lot of this information from the culturetrip.com okay it's definitely from around malaysia <laughs> Somewhere in that general somewhere, area. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> There's arguments about where exactly it comes from between Singapore and Malaysia because of how complicated the definitions of those regions have been. Okay. So T-Turek was developed after chai, was already mm-hmm. popular, obviously, because chai has been popular for a very long time. But it was difficult to make chai in regions like the Malaysian Peninsula because importing spices from India is expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to just find another way to flavor the tea. Hence, sweetened condensed milk. Okay. The part of its development that is mostly agreed upon is that it was developed by the working class, specifically a lot of Muslim immigrants. Um, I don't know if you know much about moving to a new country to get a physical labor job, but it's not exactly known as a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, Unless you're coming to the Americas when they thought it that's what it was, but not really. <laughs> no, no. It takes a lot, a lot of work ethic and 
a lot of strength that I just don't have. Right. Like, never mind. I'm out. Bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because of their financial positions, the inventors of tea to rec are thought to have prioritized using cheaper teas, specifically ones that included more tea dust that gave off a strong, bitter flavor. Okay. Which is why we make such a strong black tea. And that's why they use sweetened condensed milk that has such a strong, sweet flavor to make it taste good. This is giving me Earl Grey vibes to where yeah. it, it was like the sad and <laughs> not good Earl Grey. And they're like, let's add orange to make it more citrus. Mm-hmm. And that way it's not bad citrus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on purpose now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and the BBC specifically pointed out that the drink represents the complicated culture cultural history of Malaya because, like we mentioned before, China introduced black tea to uh, Malay, which before the split into Malaysia and Singapore and all that, mm-hmm. in the 1830s. Then the Indian street cooks that came over developed pulling in, eight, in the 1850s. And when the British showed up, they brought things like milk and sweetened condensed milk, all of that with them. Specifically because sweetened condensed milk has an excellent shelf life. That would make sense. Yep. I'll talk more about how to make sweetened condensed milk in a moment. Cool. I was just about to ask about that. Uh-huh. Um, they also, I have a quote from them. In Malaysia, oh, I'm sorry. Salma Ko, an author and social activist from Penang, says, in Malaysia, we have had many years to familiar- familiarize ourselves with living in a multicultural society. Despite our differences, everyone is aware of the importance of reverting to a state of equilibrium and mutual respect. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, Sarabats, which are the, the tea pullers at the stalls, are mostly out of date, but Tetarek still exists in mammocks run by the descendants of Indian Muslim mi- migrants and also in Chinese Kopitiam coffee shops. I'm going to stick with that one. Okay. So, like, you can see them where families and heritages have passed it down, but it's not Mm -hmm. as common as it used to be where you could get it almost on any corner. Right. And depending on where you go, you can end up with more or less sweetened condensed milk depending on the family recipe. I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's pretty strong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it depends. Like, I believe it was in china they tend to like their tea stronger so you'll have less sweetened condensed milk than you would necessarily from someone who's from india right Mm -hmm. so that's all i have on like the history and the creation of the tea okay but as always we need to discuss health benefits of course what kind of episode would this be without health benefits Mm -hmm. and as you know we have extensively discussed the health benefits and drawbacks of Camellia sinensis. Right. So instead, we are going to discuss sweetened condensed milk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can get behind this. So, first of all, what is sweetened condensed milk exactly? Um, I'm going to guess that it's milk that is sweetened and condensed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have quite the same in-depth science research as we did for instant coffee. But uh-huh. the gist of sweetened condensed milk is... Whole milk minus some water. Okay. But not all the water, because it's not a powder. That is evaporated milk. Oh. Which is kind of the same, but not. 
It's probably made the similarly to the instant coffee, though. Probably. So evaporated milk, basically. You start to remove the water and you just keep going until you have this powder so you can rehydrate it later. Right. Sweetened condensed milk, you remove some of the water so it gets thicker and then you sweeten it. Oh, okay. And then you can it and it stays good for a long, 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 long time. What counts as a long, 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 long time? More than a week. Oh, I'm thinking years. Hold on. Let's see. Sweetened milk condensed commercially canned, unopened from stilltasty.com. Properly stored, an unopened can of condensed milk will generally stay at best quality for 18 to 24 months, although it will usually remain safe to use after that. Wow. Indefinitely? It says, according to stilltasty.com at least, that they will usually have a best buy or best if used by date, but that is strictly for quality, not for safety. Right. So after that, um, you can basically consume it until you open it and it definitely looks spoiled. Okay. But I think that varies depending on how you get it, where you keep it, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So indefinitely until you open it and get a surprise. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so Healthline is where I got most of my health information for sweetened condensed milk. Mm-hmm. As expected, it has a lot of sugar, but it does also, it is very energy dense Okay. because from the evaporation process, or at least the water removal, it still keeps all of the nutrients from being cow's milk to begin with. So you still get to keep the protein, natural minerals, all that kind of stuff that you would get from just drinking milk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They listed out specifically two tablespoons of sweetened condensed milk, which is what we have in this, mm-hmm. has 90 calories. Not great, but expected. <laughs> 15.2 grams of carbs. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Only 2.4 grams of fat. Okay. Which isn't bad for that. 2.2 grams. being whole milk. Yeah. 2.2 grams of protein, which is basically a gram of protein for a tablespoon of milk. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, It has 8% of your daily value of calcium in two tablespoons. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It has uh, 10% of your daily intake for phosphorus. Okay. And then it has a couple other things in it like selenium, riboflavin, vitamin B12, and choline. Choline? Probably choline. Choline, if you're being spicy. I would think choline. Yeah. I don't know. But, so it has a decent amount of good stuff in it. Compared to, like, the next closest thing I could think of would probably be, like, the toaster strudel icing, you know? Yeah. That's not going to be good for you at all. It is so tasty. It is so tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some other benefits are it can provide extra calories and protein if you are looking to gain weight. Some drawbacks are it's high in calories. (laughs) 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 And it's not great for anti-milk tummies. Yeah, I already am hurting and I only Mm -hmm. had a sip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. Healthline also listed as their third drawback, unusual taste. It does taste very unusual. But like, I that's just because you don't have it every day, you know? I, I don't like the flavor of it. I love the flavor of it. 
I think it's so good. It reminds me of the toast with strudel icing. I also don't like the flavor of milk. Well, so when it's it. condensed milk, I'm like, <laughs> But like to have unusual taste as a health drawback is weird to me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Even weirder though. When you search sweetened condensed milk on WebMD. Oh no. <laughs> the first result is, does my baby have a milk allergy? Okay. I don't know. I don't know your baby. When searching for sweetened condensed milk, that's the first thing that comes up? That's the first thing. And then the fourth thing says sweetened condensed milk in the entry. But when you click the link, it takes you to a page for fermented milk. What is fermented milk? Uh, Milk that's fermented. Hold on, I'll go find it. Are we talking like alcoholic mint? A mint milk? Mint? Uh, I don't think so. Fermented milk products are created with milk ferment when milk ferments with specific kinds of bacteria called lactobacilli or by phytobacteria. Fermentation means the milk is partially digested by the bacteria. This makes the milk product easier to digest, especially for people who have milk allergies or are lactose intolerant. So that's probably what's used in like lactate. Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. People take fermented milk by mouth for diarrhea caused by a virus or antibiotic, stomach flu, hay fever, arthritis, or asthma. can also be used for gastrointestinal disorders, cancer, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and many other conditions. But there are no good scientific evidence to support many of these uses. Is it in Pepto? No, that's um, bismuth. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bismuth is good for your tummy, according to ASAP Science. <laughs> so it's probably just it just removes some of that lactose or it's already digested at least okay at least the protein has been digested a bit so it's not the same thing as sweetened condensed milk at all so why did that come up in the search results i think they just didn't have anything else to say about sweetened con- they didn't have anything to say to begin with about sweetened condensed milk so they just put some milk things in there Thanks, WebMD. You're doing great. Thanks. Appreciate your input, as always. (laughs) But yeah, so that's what I have on T-Tarek. Nice. That was really cool. It's a relatively short one, but I think it's it's super interesting. No, it's got a lot of really cool, deep, confusing history that is a little more difficult to get into. Mm -hmm. It's a spicy topic. (laughs) It's spicy. It's a spicy So I have a slightly different quiz for you today. Okay. Instead of finding out anything about our personalities, Uh we are going to see how much we align with British people. Well, I do think I was British in a past life. Same. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I was British or more like French, Italian, like middle Western Europe kind of vibe. For absolutely no reason, I spell a lot of things the British way. Like armor, mm-hmm. um, yogurt, <laughs> uh, gray. Which way is the British way? G R E Y. Okay. I also spelled that way, but that's just because it looks nicer. Mm-hmm. A for America, E for England. Ah, okay. Anyways, pretty sure I'm uh, British in a past life. Can't confirm, mm. just, just a gut feeling. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
So we are going to do 11T would you rather questions that are way too difficult for British people. You know, 11D isn't a word. It is if I say it is. (laughs) (laughs) If you can speak it, it's a word. Good point. Okay, so um, I don't think you actually have to open this one if you don't want to. Okay. Because it's going to give us the percentages either way. True. So the first one. (laughs) Would you rather never be able to dunk a biscuit in tea again? Biscuit is in cookie, not a biscuit. Right. Or have your biscuit fall in the cup 50% of the times you have dunked them. Ugh. (laughs) I am definitely never going to dunk that biscuit again. Same. I can't stand food in liquid. Freaks me out. How do you feel about liquid and food? For example, if I pre-dunked an Oreo in milk and brought it to you, you never have to see the Oreo in the milk, but there is milk soaked into this Oreo. How do you feel about that? Yes. Approval? Approval. Okay. Good to know. Now, if there is crumbs in the bottom of that milk, it's going in the trash. I'll strain it for you. You'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll drink that one and I'll give you a fresh cup. Okay. Okay. Um, 60% of people agree with us. All right. 40% apparently just desperately need to dunk the biscuits in the tea so they will just drop it in there half the time. Couldn't do it. Would you rather have to have tea with six sugars? That's a lot of sugar. Or have a tea that is so milky it's white. How strong is the tea? I don't know. I would rather it be milky than have that much sugar in it. Okay. That's too much sugar. I I don't know what I'd prefer. I think I might do the sugar. Okay. Because if I wanted that much milk, I'd just drink milk. That's fair. Ooh, 55% agree with you and 45% agree with me. Ooh. You are in the majority. Aha. <laughs> well, I know your answer to this one. Would you rather... <laughs> no. Would no. you rather drink a cup of tepid tea that's been left out a while or drink all the mushy biscuit sediment at the bottom of the mug. That's making me nauseous. I scroll will down. not ever. I it. did. I scrolled okay. past it. The thought of it is freaking me out. <laughs> I honestly, mm, I guess I would agree. I don't really feel the need to drink that. I don't mind it a little cold. Uh, 83% of people agree. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. Would you rather have free tea for life? Or never drink a bad cuppa in your life? Ooh. That's an awesome question. I think I would rather never have a bad cup. Same. Because I don't want infinite bad tea. Right. Like, (laughs) I'll pay for it if it's good. If I know it's going to be good no matter where I go or what I get. Only 52% agreed. Really? There's some people that just want it for free. Uh. Huh. Okay. Would you rather only be able to drink tea once a month or have to drink Sports Direct mug-sized amounts eight times a day? What is Sports Direct? It's a giant mug. How giant is this mug? (laughs) Okay, I'll rephrase the question. Would you rather only be able to drink tea once a month or have to drink 160 ounces of tea a day? They're 20-ounce cups. That's like a large cup of tea. Um, well, you figure, so 
is probably about two of these. But you have to drink eight of them a day. So you have to drink 16 regular mugs a day. Yeah, that's too much. I guess I'm only drinking one a month. Yeah. That's just, that's a lot of tea. I'll knock back the tea. (laughs) I'll like make, I'll make like seven of them, just like a nice oolong, something like relatively mellow, knocking it back and make one of them real, real good. Although, per the previous one, every cup of tea is great, so... That's true. <laughs> you might be enjoying the crap out of that. If those are Thai tea, dang. You know <laughs> dang. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. There's eight of them. So what we do is you drink a different flavor of tea for every hour of work. Ooh. And they're real good. That sounds lovely. So I'm going to do that. Uh, 51% of people said they would only drink tea once a month. 49% said the Sports Direct mug. Wow. Yeah. Would you rather have a cup of tea where the milk has gone in first <laughs> or have one where it's only been brewed for 20 seconds? Ew. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. We're going to go with tea- milk first. Yeah. I-, I don't feel that passionately about milk versus tea first. Yeah. It is 80% agreeing with us. I bet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Would you rather break your favorite mug and never find a suitable replacement? Or have the tea bags you like the most discontinued. I am so torn. I'm breaking the mug. I I want the quality of the tea too much. I don't think I can break the mug. I already broke my Dunkin' mug. If it's my favorite mug. See, I don't really have like a favorite, favorite mug because I have so many of them that I like. The problem is that I collect them. Mm -hmm. And each one is very sentimental. Yeah. And I would be I'd devastated any time I break a mug. You broke one, didn't you? The flower one? The flower one? I thought you had one that had like lavender or lilac or something on it. Because I thought about buying you a replacement for a while, but I couldn't find one. I have. I, I, I did break that one, but my parents had three more. Oh, okay. It came in a set, so I replaced it. Gotcha. I did break my travel mug. Mm. And that made me very upset. So which way are you feeling? I'm going to have the tea bags discontinued. Okay. I'll find a new one. Ooh. I'm in the majority this time. Oh. 66% agree with me. You only have 34%. I couldn't I couldn't break my favorite mug. <laughs> not on purpose. I could. Well, not on purpose. It's just it's broken and you can't have it back. Uh, would you rather Drink a cup with hard water scales on the top or drink a cup where the tea bag has split in it. That's an easy one for me. What is a hard water scale? Hard water is like heavy minerals, like country oh. water. Okay. Uh, I know what my answer is. Yeah, mine's going to be the hard water scales. Oh, see, I'm fine with drinking tea, tea leaves over gross, unidentified things floating in my water. At least it's I know what the, the tea texture. is. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I'll just read the tea leaves. It'll make me feel cool. (laughs) Uh, 55% agree with you. I'm sorry. I read on to the next question. (laughs) Would you rather only drink tea that's been heated up in the microwave or only be able to get takeaway tea from coffee shops? It's cheaper to go to the microwave. That's how I used to do it for years and years anyway. I didn't even know how to boil a kettle. I just didn't have one. It's like, this will do. Yep. Yep. 
microwave it is. I bet oh. they can't stand it. Yeah, only 41% agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're silly Americans. Uh-huh. We don't care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather put milk in your tea but find out it's gone off slash spoiled or pour your water in the cup only to find it goes all fizzy and frothy? What does that mean? Something's wrong with your water. We're going to go with bad water over bad milk. Bad milk is how you get food poisoning. Well, it doesn't say you have to drink it. It just says you pour it and then you realize it. So you've like wasted some tea. Well, if I'm wasting either way, I'm still going to choose water because at least they're not wasting milk too. I'm going to go with the milk because at least I know why. I might not identify why my water is fizzy. Yeah. 95% of people would rather have fizzy water. <laughs> yeah. Spoiled no. milk is nasty. Well, yeah, but then I also re- realize my milk is bad and I'll throw it out. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather give up tea forever or give up biscuits forever? Okay, so are we talking tea biscuits or are we talking like cookies? I'm talking tea biscuits. I've never had a tea biscuit. I don't eat them currently, so they can get out of here. Buy tea biscuits. 70% of people agree with us. <laughs> oh, and that was the last one. All right. I think that was fun. What did the comments that was really say? Cool. Having to put sugar in at all or having to microwave tea are fates worse than death. Wow. Is the top one. <laughs> it's not a problem to have of having six spoons of sugar if you're having a bucket of tea. <laughs> Okay, oh. so assuming you're using a teapot, milk first actually makes a better cup of tea. It's scientifically proven. The oh. reason there's an aversion to milk first is because it was viewed as impolite. In high society, putting milk in tea before it was poured is, was seen as a sign that you didn't trust the quality of the chinaware mm-hmm. of the hosts because only higher quality staff could withstand the boiling tea directly in the teacup. That makes sense. Wow. <laughs> so, somebody said, uh, I usually drink eight Sports Direct mugs worth a day anyway, and I'm a Southerner. Hard water is a fact of life. Right? <laughs> like, no, thank you. I'm good. Well, I don't like it because I don't know if it's hard water or if there's mold in the pipes. No, it's just hard water. You say that, but I'm pretty sure there's molds in the pipes at work. Probably. No, thanks. No, thank you. Hasn't made me sick yet. <laughs> I, I think I have gotten sick over bad tap water. So Really? Uh, I think so. I've never gotten sick from tap water. And Matthew's water is disgusting. But you grew up on it. Maybe it's just already in my gut so I can just drink whatever tap water I want. Maybe. I stressed myself into a very fragile tummy environment. So we have to be careful of what we put in there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, somebody put in all caps, milk always goes in first. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said biscuits are overrated. Whoa, controversial. Well, rude. I might. I think I might actually be an alien sent to inf- infiltrate England since I can't stand tea. Fair. Well, tea gives me migraines anyway. I don't know why I took this. <laughs> Their this- username is Charlotte? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, Adrian Hall 9312. 
This is disgusting, sick filth. Please remove this horrifically offensive article immediately. Wow. It's not an article, Adrian. It's a quiz. (laughs) What monster created this quiz? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Uh, Where are we going next? We are going to be going into the next segment of which is better commercial uh-huh. land and we're going into duncan Woo! <laughs> I'm excited. time to compare yes time to see more of people's favorite things yeah uh-huh can confirm it's gonna be a good one mm-hmm. i agree <laughs> we definitely didn't record it six and a half hours ago definitely didn't record it six and a half hours ago nope 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 no 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 Nope, nope, nope. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) thank you all so much for listening. As always, all of our sources, the research sources, the would you rather quiz and the link to the recipe will be in the episode notes for your perusal. Yeah. And you can find the podcast at webrewgood.com. Yes. It'll redirect you to our regular webrewgood at podbean.com, but for now, just it's easier. Just do .com. Right? Why would you type out podbean dot if you don't gotta? Yeah. Yeah. Podbean dot don't have to dot com. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. <laughs> you can also find our, our podcast on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you uh, Google it. Yeah. And please uh, leave us a comment if you're able to. Uh, I really want to be able to read all of your lovely comments. Leave us at least a rating so that we can read your lovely comments. Yes, please. Um, You can also find us on social media on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the TikTok at WeBrewGood. Or you can send us an email directly at WeBrewGood at gmail.com. I get so excited when I get emails. Uh It's like, it's like mail (laughs) (laughs) it is it's like i have the notifications on just for that email on my phone Mm -hmm. i don't get my personal email notifications only podcast that's how much we love you Mm -hmm. love us back (laughs) please if you love us back i will send you uh guinea pig pictures to whatever amount you desire daily i got you once a month i got you every hour i'll do my best (laughs) <laughs> and if she can't do it i will i'll, I'll help we'll split it we'll 50 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. you get one from each of us every hour no wait, yes. every other hour <laughs> yes each of us every hour yeah every half hour oh that's a lot <laughs> we keep escalating until you are just with guinea pig pictures mm-hmm. yep unless you don't want that we'll give you a subscription to guinea pig magazine <laughs> say we brew guinea pigs but never mind no <laughs> well because i was trying to replace it and i was like oh good and guinea pig they both start with a g um guinea pigs brew good yep yep <laughs> all right stay, stay brutal. brutal. <laughs>